0: Good evening. I'm Taki McTalkerson here to convince you that you are a victim and that the world is going to end in 12 years. Also, the United States of America did not begin in 1776. It actually began in 1619. Over to you, Tom.
1: Spot on, Rolanda. That's exactly what we're talking about today. You know, I'm here in Waukesha, and uh, what we're seeing right now is an SUV that has accidentally ran over all these people. It's also being reported that because of climate change, the wheels on the SUV were heated up and were causing more damage.
0: Wow, Tom, what a horrible, completely unintentional accident. We'll be back with more news, ladies and gentlemen.
1: That's exactly right. (laughs) Thanks for having me on the show, <laughs> on my own show.
0: Well, wow, that was really good. And scene, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're having a fantastic Monday. We're going to do something a little bit different on Will and Amala Live. Normally, we go through a bunch of stories for you guys and give you our commentary. Today, we're going to be watching a video that I think uh, is important to talk about. It focuses around mainstream media and whether or not it is a threat to our freedom and our sanity. This comes out of Academy of Ideas, a great YouTube channel that all of us here are subscribed to hashtag not sponsored Uh, but we love the content that they come out with and they ask some really important questions so today we're going to do sort of a long-form reaction and we have dear will and amla at the end of the show you guys submitted your advice questions to our instagrams at the will wit at the amla epinobi and we're going to answer those for you to the best of our abilities let's get into this video is the mainstream media a threat to freedom and sanity
2: I rejoice that horses and steers have to be broken before they can be made the slaves of men, and that men themselves have some wild oats still left to sow before they become submissive members of society. If this claim of Henry David Thoreau's is true, that we must be broken before we become enslaved and submissive, then we are a broken population. For most of us are submissive to a fault. We do what we are told no matter how absurd, idiotic or immoral, so long as the command comes from a politician, bureaucrat or scientist. In exchange for protection from relatively trivial threats, we have given away our freedom and are permitting the rise of a truly deadly threat, totalitarianism. But can the tides be turned? In this video we are going to make the case that the internet, smartphones and social media are technologies that may prove very unfavourable to those who wish to place us in the chains of a technocratic totalitarianism. It is said that politics is downstream from culture, that culture, in other words, determines the type of rule that emerges in a society. But one could also say that culture is downstream from technology. Technological innovations, by creating new possibilities for how we interact with the world, change culture. Of all the technological revolutions that engender cultural change, changes in communication technologies are among the most impactful.
0: Yeah, pause there.
1: Yeah, something good to to note. I am not sure if you guys are familiar with Moore's law when it comes to technology. Well, Moore's law is Moore's law essentially says that that every single year that the technology will double. Right? It's like why the you look at your phone and you look at the chip that was is within your phone. This like the capacity of this chip to work. Mm-hmm. Is the same capacity that was in like the 1968 space station Mm. right that huge thing and it was Mm. like but now they can have it in your phone like the the computing power in here and that's like what's scary about the technology that you have is like it gets so good and it keeps growing like i was reading this thing the other day about about uh like you know how when you were a kid you got those like stuffed animals and Mm -hmm. they had like robot voices and stuff mm-hmm. and you could like press a button and it would record something or yeah. it had voices and it would walk around and things. Right. Well, they're trying, what they're trying to do is develop basically like babysitters for children that are, that are AI that then gets sent back to like a master database that will then learn from the child to actually adapt to that child.
0: Wow. Why raise your kids when a robot can do it for you? Exactly.
1: It's like parenting from a AI generated robot.
0: That's insane. Is that not crazy? Is that it's so crazy? That is crazy. crazy? yeah that is absolutely insane i there's so much that he touches on here and yeah i think what he's talking about of culture being downstream of technology is is so true in so many ways we grew up without social media for most of our young lives and then we're suddenly exposed to it and it changed completely how people operate how people talk to each other how people seek validation so in a lot of ways as technology advances it advances far faster than our minds of course uh and We're just left here sort of like sitting ducks to respond to things as they come out and the culture shifts with them.
1: Yeah, I think that's important to note. I think you're exactly right that the the culture does shift with them. Mm -hmm. And as this happens, I mean, if you if you look in the scientific community, kind of this scientism, as we're calling it when it comes Mm -hmm. to COVID and all this technology and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, like you will find that the majority of people who are talking about technology and things. uh, uh, We kind of talked about this last week with elon musk and
0: oh um, yeah (laughs) transhumanism maybe
1: yeah no you're exactly right let's keep going with the video
2: for these technologies sculpt the flow of information and information is power information directs our focus and so helps shape our perception of reality information demonstrates what is possible and so influences how we act and in the political realm information legitimizes or delegitimizes a ruling class structure Change the communication technology and you change the flow of information. Change the flow of information and you change a culture. Change a culture and you change the political status quo." A cursory glance at two communication technology revolutions that preceded the rise of the internet, the invention of Gutenberg's movable type printing press in the mid-15th century, and the rise of the mass media of radio and television in the 20th century reveals the dramatic social change that comes in their wake. Socially, the typographic extension of man, wrote Marshall McLuhan, brought in nationalism, industrialism, mass markets, and universal literacy and education. The printing press led to an explosion in the publishing of books. It is estimated that only 12,000 books were copied by all the scribes in Europe in the 50 years prior to this invention, while in the 50 years following it, approximately 12 million books were produced. By reducing the cost of publishing a book, information flowed into more houses and ideas expanded the minds of a greater number of people and with profound political implications. The increase in the number of Bibles was an important factor in the Reformation, and the pamphlet movement was a driving force of the French and American revolutions. As a result of Gutenberg's invention, writes Andrei Miroshnichenko, monarchs were beheaded, world maps were redrawn, Modern society and modern economics were born. The next major communication revolution was the invention of the electric telegraph and the radio, telephone and television, which followed.
0: Now, I want to pause there for a second and talk about, uh, you know, how information has evolved, how media has evolved, how we gather what we know and our knowledge has evolved. Uh, it seems like people don't read much anymore
1: (laughs) you read tweets
0: yeah they read tweets uh and it's interesting because we talk about like the you know the printing press and and books becoming part of uh average everyday culture and it really did expand people's knowledge people were reading all day long uh multiple books within a week could you imagine a young person doing that now absolutely not and it's sold to us as if technology is that expansion you're expanding your knowledge through carrying computers in your pockets and people are so information is so accessible to people now but people don't seem to be learning anymore it seems to have stagnated uh people's drive and pursuit of actual knowledge of actual information
1: i think people want to say that because you have technology that you have this smartphone that you will no longer need these other types of things mm-hmm. that's why i think there's a lot of people re- trying to have a return to traditionalism because you get so inundated with so much technology and so much of this this new This new things on your phone or a new app or a new thing that you can put into your head or whatever it is. And you're like, it's too much. Mm -hmm. It's too much. Like, I want to return to what humans are supposed to be like, you know, without all these kinds of things. I mean, look, even just when you look at your phone or you look at a television, your brain turns those waves into alpha waves, which then makes you essentially open to what some would say like hypnotization or people being able to give you information without... Almost your consent in a way like like you are very complacent with the things that people give you. It Mm -hmm. changes the brainwaves that you have. And so like all of these types of things make people say, I don't want this anymore. But you become addicted to it. Most of us are addicted to it. I am for sure uh, addicted to it. I'm not addicted to like the social stuff, but I'm addicted to getting, you know, my news and, and what's going on and like all that kind of stuff of the day. On my phone. I mean, I'm I'm doing it all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially since it's sort of our job uh right. in, in large part. And you can see this sort of counterculture developing of people who don't want to be living in cities anymore, they don't want to be plugged into technology anymore, they wanna be homesteading, they don't wanna read off of uh, you know, e books and their iPhone. They want uh I'm A-car. not like other girls, I read real books. <laughs> Look at my I tapestry. like tangible. Right, right, right. <laughs> And as much as like, haha, we can make fun of people who are like, oh, I'm not like other girls. I'm not like other boys. I read real books. Um, There is, I feel like, a human drive to want to push away from this modernity and uh, separate ourselves from the technology because it feels unnatural.
1: Yeah. And all the people, it's sad because all the people who always say like, I'm not like most other girls are always yeah. liberals,
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because yeah. the conservative girls part,
1: don't have to like prove it. Right. They're, They're just, just like, are. I'm on my farm. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Or up. I don't need yeah. to tell anyone that I'm not like you.
0: Right. You know? Right. I'm well, not like you
1: because I didn't <laughs> tell anyone that I wasn't like you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. It is. It is a big thing to be like. Yeah. I'm not like other yeah.
1: girls. Like, I don't care if you wore vans to prom. Like, right. That, right. I don't give a crap at all
0: i don't care that you thrifted your vintage 1970s like denim jeans while you read i don't know henry david thoreau Uh i don't think they read well maybe (laughs) maybe they act like it (laughs) let's continue
2: soon after these technologies diminished the need for a transportation network of rail road and sea to spread information and so shrunk the globe The ability to beam information into every home in a nation simultaneously gave rise to the paradigm of the mass media that defined the 20th century. In 1947, the Commission of Freedom of the Press gave a prescient description of the power unleashed by the informational flows of this new media paradigm. The modern press itself is a new phenomenon. Its typical unit is the great agency of mass communication those agencies facilitate thought and discussion. They can stifle it. They can advance the progress of civilization, or they can thwart it. They can debase and vulgarize mankind. They can endanger the peace of the world. They can play up or down the news and its significance, foster and feed emotions, create complacent fictions and blind spots, misuse the great words, and uphold empty slogans." The mass media of radio and television structures a top-down informational flow. The relative few who own and operate the broadcasting infrastructure, in cooperation with the wealthy and powerful individuals, corporations, and institutions who influence the institutions of mass media, filter, manipulate, and package the content in ways that serve their interests. The mass media proclaim themselves a supplier, but it really serves as a valve, which opens for money or when given permission to by the authorities," wrote Miroshnichenko. Mass media made possible a never-before-seen conformity in worldviews, and proved an excellent paradigm for the furtherance of ideologies that favoured top-down, centralised control.
0: Oof. Another place to pause. So many things uh, said in in this small segment that I feel like we we need to touch on. And the the top-down format of mainstream media is really interesting because you can take a story, like they said, and completely build a new outlook on what this looks like and sell it to people. The Waukesha Parade, which we opened up our... our show with today is a prime example of that. Taking somebody who intentionally ran over a group of people at a Christmas parade, and then the mainstream media gets a hold of this story at the very top and goes, no, it was unintentional. It was an accident, he's not a terrorist, this wasn't a massacre, and this is just an incident that happened. And they trickle that down to us, and that's the story that we get fed, and we have to search and dig to find the truth, to find out what truly happened here, And find out that it is intentional. They have so much control over the way that we perceive reality.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm so glad we have so many people who watch the show, download it on Spodcast, all the American mm-hmm. patriots and people around the world who watch this who are getting the truth of what's actually going on. And you are changing the American media landscape, all of the people who are watching. It's amazing. It and that's great that there is underground alternative media. Al- alternative media is the future because the mainstream media, the legacy media, as some are calling it, cannot be trusted yep. because they have many of these people are bought and sold. We talked again last week about China. and We talked about the Beijing Olympics and we talked about NBC. NBC is basically owned by China. I mean, you expect them to give fair press coverage of the things that are happening over right. in that regime. None of them are. Mm-hmm. You know, none of these people are going to give fair coverage to the things that matter, especially when they're being bought and paid for by someone else. So the, and I, I'm not trying to say that because media is, you know, makes money that they're going to be inherently bad. I think there's a lot of media that does make money that's behind mm-hmm. a paywall and things that do a lot of good. But when you have the people who are paying those, those bills for these media companies that are evil people, mm-hmm. then... Of course, you are going to get an untrustworthy media, and most of the ones who are around the legacy media are paid by those people.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm curious. I like the the imagery that he goes with here about uh, how what mainstream media did was shrunk the world, and now uh, you know uh, the two of us living in L. A. can see what's happening at any place in the world. I often think about this, and I want to get both of your opinions on this. Taylor's here, by the way. Hi, guys. Hi, Taylor. <laughs> um do you feel like we are uh tapped into too much information are there things that we are seeing on a day-to-day basis that we should not be able to see and that we really should not know about i'm curious you want to answer because i think about this quite often
3: um i mean it's hard not to say yes between just the number of information sources at your phone from the moment you wake up with mm-hmm. you know you're inundated with emails tweets texts the news whatever and it's on your tv it's where you know the amount of time that the average american spends or just person in yep. the modern world spends yep. on screens um is is insane and so i think it's more a um a problem of what are what are your what is forming your interpretive framework for the world and like how do you filter and how do you curate information for yourself? As yeah. a, and because the information, the people who are in control of curating information for you um, are the media, are people who are incentivized to profit off of you or is incentivized to manipulate you. And so it's an uphill battle to uh, curate information for yourself mm-hmm. to where you can assert yourself and think clearly uh, as an individual in the world instead of being manipulated or uh, just a cog in a machine.
0: Yeah. And uh, even beyond manipulation, it's like, okay, at baseline, I don't need to know that my friend Jessica from kindergarten is eating avocado toast this morning. I know I don't need to know that. That's social media. Blah, blah, blah. Cut that out. Do I need to wake up in the morning and know that there's political unrest in Myanmar? Is that something that we should be privy to? Because I know that uh, people talk about globalization and mainstream media and we're we're so plugged in. We know what's happening everywhere in the world as if that's a good thing. Is that good psychologically? That's my question. At what point are we inundated with too much news and we know too much because, again, they say in this video, mainstream media and this much access to information, not just information that directly affects us, but affects every person in the world, uh, is relatively new.
1: I will say that for myself personally,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: when I feel the most informed, Mm -hmm. and I don't mean informed by, you know, knowing what. Taylor had for breakfast or or anything like like not that type of form when I feel very informed about what's going on I've done a lot of research. Mm -hmm. I actually feel the happiest and most content about my life Mm. You know, I I don't maybe that's just different for me I'm sure it isn't like that for other people But when I do a lot of research and find things out especially about things that are going on Mm -hmm. I feel the happiest and that's not just enjoyment I, I find true happiness in that in knowing the true things that are happening So I I think that we have too much I don't think it's too much information. I think that's a wrong word. I think mm-hmm. it is too many distractions. I think it's too many things okay. that are are being pushed into us. Too much like I don't want to say the word information because information sounds like I guess you could say information. Yep. Too much information is pushed on us. Not enough truth is given to us. Yeah. Right? That's the idea. There's way too much information that is worthless, that is useless to your life, mm-hmm. that you continually put into your brain, that you are consuming and digesting and then regurgitating and acting like those ideas are your own. Right. But in terms of truth that people are finding out on social media or on books or Netflix or these kind of things, like there, there is such a lack thereof. And that is why... I'm sure many people feel this. And why I feel this, that when I really find out things that are true and I've done the due diligence to go find them out, it is a... a Fulfilling thing for me to do because yeah. it is beyond the other things that people have have prescribed to me already.
0: Yeah, it's just interesting. I think we've gone. I don't know. This is a personal opinion. I could be wrong, and I'm willing to hear arguments that prove me wrong. But I think we've gone too micro in how much news we get. You have to think about uh, mainstream media just sort of being dropped onto us, and suddenly a person who like you and I, who lived in L.A., know what's happening in the state of California, know what's happening in our city, know what's happening in America, know a good bit about world history and maybe know the massive uh, sort of political conflicts that are happening around the world. That was the extent of our information. Now we know that a two-year-old in Taiwan got stuck in a pipe somewhere and there's firefighters working to get him out. Now we know that a mother in Australia just got arrested by the police. It's really... It's a lot of information and it's a lot to know about people that you would not have known about or stories you would not have heard uh, without this being just sort of dropped on us. And I wonder if that is conducive to being a healthy uh, person of sound heart and sound mind because we can see the decline in in mental health of a lot of people. We can see uh, the rise in sort of anxiety, depression, general unhappiness. Is that due to mainstream media in part?
1: I don't think it's. I don't think so. I think it's due to just the nature of social media in general. Where people are looking for likes and they're looking for attention, they're comparing themselves to people and mm-hmm. things of that nature. I mm-hmm. don't think there's anything wrong with knowing that a boy in Taiwan got trapped, right? You know, or, or <laughs> made-up story. No, I, don't I understand. Know if that's... No, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it.
3: Someone or, go help that
1: kid. Yeah. Someone
0: go help that. <laughs> I'm on my kid. <laughs> way.
1: Or, or like, or that the, a woman got arrested in Australia or anything like right. that. Right. You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mm-hmm. actually think that that's good. I think that why some regimes around the world might feel nervous to do things is because right. they can see that people in America, because we are, despite what's happening right now with COVID, we are mm-hmm. still the most free country in the world. Right. And despite all that, they can, that America can see what they are doing. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of the things that are happening in Austria right now with in terms of their vaccination stuff, they are changing the rules every single day and they're not really writing things down about what's actually happening with the rules mm-hmm. so that people can't really report on it and see. Yep. So because because that these people are now somewhat held accountable, these regimes and, and evil people because of the mainstream media, mm-hmm. I think it actually does quell some of the violence and tyranny that we would see. Not saying it doesn't happen. It can right. happen. Of course, it can One would because hope. mainstream media lies. But. I think that it does help hold people accountable and helps give people a more holistic view of what's happening on the earth.
0: Fair enough. Something to ponder, guys. Food for thought. Let's continue with this video, see what they got to say.
2: For those who determine what information flows through the mass media have the power to direct the attention of the masses toward certain issues and events and away from others, or as Michael Parenti explains. If the press cannot mold our every opinion it can frame the perceptual reality around which our opinions take shape. Here may lie the most important effect of the news media. They set the issue agenda for the rest of us, choosing what to emphasize and what to ignore or suppress, in effect, organizing much of our political world for us. The media may not always be able to tell us what to think, but they are strikingly successful in telling us what to think about. In a more cynical manner, one could say that mass media grants the few who control it the sort of power depicted in George Orwell's novel 1984. Power isn't tearing human minds to pieces and putting them together again in new shapes of your own choosing. The Nazis made use of the mass media to induce their population into accepting totalitarian rule, for as the Nazi propaganda minister Joseph Goebbels stated, Our way of taking power and using it would have been inconceivable without the radio. Gordon Alport and Hadley Cantrell, in their 1935 book, The Psychology of Radio, echoed the sentiment behind Goebbels' claim, writing, Radio is an altogether novel medium of communication, preeminent as a means of social control, and epical in its influence upon the mental horizons of men. A unidirectional, limited, and filtered flow of information all in the control of a select few and served up to the gullible masses, creates a situation analogous to Plato's allegory of the cave. In this allegory, prisoners are chained in a cave and forced to watch the dancing of shadows on walls. Not knowing any better, the prisoners mistake the shadows for reality, and as Richard Weaver writes in, ideas have consequences. The mass media is a translation into actuality of Plato's celebrated figure of the cave. The defect of the prisoners is that they cannot perceive the truth. The wall before them, on which the shadows play, is the screen on which press, motion picture, and radio project their account of life.
0: There we go. I mean, there's no better way to sum it up than that. And I think we have plenty of modern-day examples of this happening. Look at the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. (laughs) A lot of mainstream media has refused to report on it, or at least... um, has reported on it in a way that is not anywhere near the scope that they should be. Uh, Jussie Smollett, we saw his trial come to an end. he be found, uh, him being found guilty on five out of six charges. And what did the mainstream media do? Yeah, we'll talk about other things. We have more important stories.
1: Well, CNN did report on it, but CNN mm-hmm. went and said uh, he was found kind of guilty. That's mm. basically what they said. Mm. You know, and it was like five out of six charges, like the major charges. Yep. He's basically totally found guilty.
0: Like that, but that compilation of celebrities and uh, media outlets that we watched uh, on the show last week that showed all these people coming after uh, Jesse Smollett and saying, you know, this is a hate crime, this is racism. They're not reporting on it. They're not coming back and following up and saying, oh, you know what, we were actually wrong.
1: One thing about the cave allegory that I think is worth noting is that I think that a lot of people who watch the mainstream media. I don't know if you guys have seen V for Vendetta. That is one of Love my favorite that movie. movies. It's one so of my amazing. absolute favorites. And within that movie, you know, you have all these people watching V's speech and they and when he Im- infiltrates the radio network. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then you have the people watching the mainstream media trying to, you know, cover up what happened at that thing. Yep. And it's like, I think there's not just deception by the media, but there is people who are watching the media who know the truth but do nothing. Mm-hmm. Who do nothing to actually you know, say what the truth actually is. And I think that's how it is in America today. I think a lot of people it's not just all like mass persuasion and, and mass brainwashing. I think that it is a lot of people know what's going on and they watch the media and they understand that it lies, but they're not doing anything to fight back against it.
0: Yeah. Pacificity about it. They don't yeah. care. They don't care. Just uh apathetic to the fact that they are being lied to, which is interesting. And uh, maybe that points to a disregard for truth or just truth becoming far more and more uh, menial and less important to people.
1: I think so. I think when you have... Again, I mean, we can go back to the beginning when we were talking about the, the technocrats and all these kind of things. When mm-hmm. you have all this stuff at your fingertips and you, you can have whatever you want, when they want to have automated cars that can just drive you around mm-hmm. and, and you want to replace all the American hardworking jobs with robots and, and, and work with China, like all these kind of things, then you don't feel like you need to, to have truth. You know, right. What good is truth to you? If everything is provided for you or a robot does it for you or you are enhanced because of a neural link or like any of these things, there is there's no need for it. Yeah. Right. You don't need it. Yeah. And so they, that, that is what this is all about. Like they, they make it so that you no longer need truth. You can rely on just what these people tell you.
0: Yeah, and it's just ever changing. Like you're constantly chasing a new story and a new thing. Okay, so you see Jesse Smollett, and he's found, he's found guilty, and all of a sudden you want to tell people, oh my gosh, well look, they lied, they lied, they lied, and then they're on to the next news story, and then they're on to the next news story, and it's the same thing with technology. You you catch up with this, and you get your new update on this phone, and then the next week there's another one, and then there's another one, and then there's another one. So it kind of demoralizes people to where what what even is there to pursue when it changes every week.
1: Yeah. And then your Neuralink is eventually going to tell you the news straight from your phone right. to into your brain automatically. Right. And you're not going to be able to turn it off. And it's going to be done by through AI. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's, not, good. Great. Yeah, it's not good.
0: Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. You hear people talk about it and a new story will come out, and They go, oh, well, they'll just be talking about something new in a couple of days. Why bother? Yeah. It's like, OK, they've successfully demoralized you to where you don't care about what the truth is anymore. And it's sad. Anyways, we're going to keep going.
2: And herein lies the power of the internet revolution. It is a means for the masses to escape from the cave of manipulated shadows. For each time one of us identifies corruption by institutional authorities, sees through a lie, or identifies an act of propaganda, once we notice, in other words, that what is thought to be a truth is but the manipulation of a shadow, we can reveal our discovery to an audience of potentially millions. The internet revolution is ending the monopoly the mass media has on the flow of information. And so if the printing press led to an emancipation of readership, then as Miura writes, What we are experiencing now is the emancipation of authorship. Personal computers as well as mobile devices have given all individuals the unlimited right to share their thoughts with others, whatever their reason. Will the emancipation of authorship be as transformative as the communication revolutions that preceded it? Time will tell, but to quote Mirosh once again, If historical analogies are accurate, then we should expect comparable cataclysms following the rise of the Internet. The powers of the old authorities have always collapsed along with their loss of sacral control over information. As a result, the social, political and economic status quo falls apart. With every release of content, society sheds its old form, like a snake sheds its skin. The informational flows made possible by the Internet should not be viewed as solely destructive and delegitimizing in their effects. Rather, in a more constructive manner, they are revealing alternative possibilities for how society can operate and how individuals can live their lives, be it alternatives to the inflationary monetary system of fiat currency to the government control of education and healthcare, or to the political structure of society at large. Ideas that would never have been permitted in the controlled paradigm of the mass media are being spread by the emancipation of authorship. This new media paradigm is unleashing the creative destruction needed to keep society from descending into the rot of stagnation. But as this free flow of information is threatening to the parasitic lifestyle of many who occupy positions of power we should expect increased calls for censorship in the attempt to force us back into the cave of deceptions.
0: Yeah, that was the point that I was going to make. He started talking about the emancipation of authorship and uh, how powerful that is to bring down mainstream media and these sort of traditional media outlets. But if that is met with extreme censorship by big tech, which we've seen uh, over and over on all platforms alike, uh, is that really emancipation of authorship? Probably not.
1: No. <laughs> no <laughs> no you're right
0: <laughs> yeah and that's and i think that's something that they're privy to right now and that they know we are uh on on the uh the precipice of is just creating alternative media that rivals them and nobody will watch uh their their shows anymore we've seen cnn tank in their rankings and uh we've been met with extreme censorship in response uh it doesn't matter if you have this emancipation of authorship, if it's met with extreme censorship in response, uh, that that's not emancipation. And so far, that's what we've been met with. You try to talk about COVID. You try to talk about race. You try to talk about abortion. You try to talk about anything that is not uh, pre-approved by mainstream media or big tech, and it's gone.
1: What I love about the Internet age, I don't love everything about it, but I love that... Everyone is a journalist. Mm -hmm. Everyone can be a journalist. That's so cool to me that that if you see something happening at your school or your work or within your politics or you got a school board meeting or, you know, you hear something or something's happening on the street, Mm -hmm. you can record it. Every single person has a recording device that you have. And then you have a place on the Internet, on Twitter, Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook, Getter, wherever it is that you can post it and, and showcase it to people. Yep. Like that is amazing, and even people like you'll see, especially on like something like TikTok or on Twitter, like things that are posted by someone with I don't know maybe 200 followers or something, just a normal person, goes instantly viral because it's picked up by one person who is then yep. able to share it and amplify it. So I think that is really good about our age that that we can have people be citizen journalists. Citizen journalism is the future of exposing these types of things that are going on. Mm. You know, being more like. Having more people be like a james o'keefe and exposing these things and and going out there and saying you know i'm going to film this yeah that is is a great thing so i think there is a solution as long as we are able to continue to upload those types of things then it will work out
0: yeah it's just where there's good there's bad i think about the internet journalism and i'm like yeah overall i think net good uh, but then you get the people who post sound bites of stuff and these short videos that paint a certain narrative that is no in no way a a repainting of what actually happened and that's why we have this whole Karen age and the people shouting racism because they get a sound clip of I don't know a white person yelling at them or something and it goes viral on the internet and uh there's a balance yeah well that's true don't chase don't
1: chase the virality I mean chase the authenticity right because if you film it and it's right there and you post Mm -hmm. it I mean, that's pretty authentic. It doesn't mm-hmm. really get much more real than that. Like, Kyle Rittenhouse, like, his trial and, and all of that and and the videos of him the day in Kenosha, like, that was, that was a citizen journalist who filmed mm-hmm. that, right? Who was able to get those videos and showcase it. And because of that, like, amazing things happened because of it, right? In, in the trial. So... Yeah, I think, it, I think it's a, a net good, even if there's, you know, obviously things that are bad about
0: it. But right. I think it's
1: great that we can all be that type of person.
0: It is. And you should be that type of person. Share the truth and, and talk about what's happening in your communities. Talk about it. Uh, let's finish up this video. Last segment.
2: This censorship will be justified as needed to limit hate speech and to correct misinformation. But these excuses are merely the attractive packaging being used to hide what is a socially destructive act the stifling of free speech and the attempt to protect powerful interests. The emancipation of authorship threatens the legitimacy of the oligarchical class of politicians, bureaucrats and crony capitalists, and their ability to pull off their machinations behind the protective veil of the manipulated mass media. The gods and men who have kept their prestige for long have never tolerated discussion. For the crowd to admire, it must be kept at a distance. This is not the first time attempts have been made to limit the informational flows that emerge from new communication technologies. Following the invention of the printing press, the ruling class of Europe implemented harsh censorship laws. One example was the English Licensing Order of 1643, which mandated the arrest of anyone who printed books critical of the government. But the power of the printing press proved too strong. Its effects could not be contained by mandates of a ruling class grasping for power. And as Marshall McLuhan wrote, Once a new technology comes into a society, it cannot cease to permeate that society until every institution is saturated. But history merely rhymes, it does not repeat. And it is possible that if we are too passive and do not take a hard stance against attempts to stifle free speech, then this technological revolution will be one that differs from those of the past. Those in power will learn to use this new technological paradigm to their advantage, and instead of liberating us, these technologies will be the tool that descends us into the hell of a technocratic global totalitarianism. Public opinion, wrote Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I don't know how sociologists define it, but it seems obvious to me that it can only consist of interacting individual opinions, freely expressed and independent of government or party opinion. So long as there is no independent public opinion in our country, there is no guarantee that the extermination of millions and millions for no good reason will not happen again. That it will not begin any night, perhaps this very night. Become a supporting member.
0: There we go. That's the video from Academy of Ideas. Is the mainstream media a threat to freedom and sanity? I think we've deduced that the answer is yes.
1: Uh, Yeah, of course. (laughs) Seems pretty obvious. Yeah,
0: it's a pretty simple question. I think I could have answered that before watching the video. But Mm -hmm. if you guys really want to go and check out the Academy of Ideas, go to YouTube Academy of Ideas. They have a a great series of videos where they talk about all different topics um, as they relate to totalitarianism, freedom, sanity, uh, you know, mass hysteria anything you can think of they have videos on uh, but yeah it is definitely a threat to freedom and sanity. I think we're seeing it now more than ever and what's really interesting to ponder is that the mainstream media for I mean the best of our guesses is probably going to get stronger in the next few years or so and I can't it's hard imagine. to know.
1: It's hard to know it if it's going to be to stronger, especially because the ratings are going down and viewership is going down. Yeah. A lot of the things they're doing, but I think that there will be ways for them to adapt. I think there right. are ways for you know, like CNN
3: Plus is just going to blow up. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. New streaming CNN+ service. Plus. But it's like a lot of the things that start out as grassroots and kind of you know underground, those kind of things, they then get taken over right. and become the mainstream. So, you know, just because CNN is failing and lo- is losing its anchors and hemorrhaging views, like those kind of th- like does not mean that there won't be some alternative that is as big as CNN or whatever that overtakes right. it. Right. You know, so it's hard to know if the same ones are going to be in that level of power, but yeah. uh, someone will fill the void.
0: There's always another dog in the race, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Did you, did you just make that I up?
0: I did just make that
3: up. <laughs> there's always a bigger fish. Yeah, there's
1: always a bigger fish. I was going to say that one. <laughs>
0: uh like a fish guys since it is monday you know we do our dear will and amala segment where you guys submit advice questions to our instagram at the will wit at the Panobi, at taylor trandle and we uh feature you guys on the show and try to answer your advice questions to the best of our abilities let's get into it this first one is from samuel dodson he says hi my name is sam and i'm 21 and single i have a hard time talking to women how can i fix it
1: I wish I knew.
0: <laughs> Will has a very hard time talking to women. I'm surprised he's able to do this show every it day. It's difficult
1: for me. <laughs> yeah. It's very difficult.
0: Yeah,
1: Taylor, why don't you give some advice?
3: <laughs> hey, you're the expert here.
0: Taylor's married, so you're somewhat <laughs> yeah, you're an the expert. expert.
3: Okay, wait. The question is... How do you talk to women?
0: Hard time talking to women. How, how can he can fix I, it? How
3: can he fix having a hard time talking to women? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man.
0: What? You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Were you ever nervous talking to women?
3: Uh, not really. I what? mean, like maybe when I was like in middle school or something. But okay. this, you're 21. I don't know. Like, just do it. Just kiss what? her. Just do that. Listen, uh, women. This is horrible advice. We're recording this in the morning. This is too early for me, guys. This I'm is sorry.
1: too too early to give advice. Women like to talk about themselves. So it's just it's just Hold the, on. how the nature of it is.
0: Hold on. You Hold just have to see what I'm
1: saying. How to talk to women is be a good listener. Ask them questions.
0: I just want to back it up like a Tonka truck on what you just said. Okay. Because it's not women who like being listened to. It's all people who like being listened to. Right. Will.
1: Right. Okay. No, it is. It is. <laughs> people are vain. But women, like you can just ask questions to women when you're talking to them. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And be a good listener. Don't just be asking questions to try and get in their pants. Like Ask questions that you actually
0: care about, that you want to know about. Right. Yeah uh get to know them do the hardball questions you know just go straight for it and a woman will be like oh he's asking like actually interesting questions he's not asking me what my favorite color is and what my astrological sign is unless that's important to you (laughs) what's your
1: name what's your sign
0: oh gosh gross tell me what your interests are if a man ever be with ever walked up to me and asked me what my name and my sign is i'd just walk away (laughs)
1: <laughs> I've had people like ask that to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. LA 101. Yeah, exactly. It's like all you do in a bar. So I know. And then, like, and then I tell them, or then they get to know me a little bit more and they're like, yeah, you're such a Virgo. I know. I'm it's like, so what so the stupid. hell does that even mean?
3: Barf. I refuse to I, it, tell people because I'm just like, I'm not going to play this game of this freaking what is, it's like a mythology. Science, yeah. I know, but it's, it's pseudoscience. Yeah, pseudoscience. It's nonsense. I will tell
1: people, I'll tell them the wrong one. I'll yeah. be like, oh yeah, I'm a Cancer, <laughs> oh, and yeah. then they'll be like, oh yeah, you're such a Cancer. Yeah. And I'll be like, well, I was lying to you. Okay, yeah. I'm actually a Virgo.
3: I saw that in your aura.
0: Oh, and they're <laughs> no. like, and they're like, you lied exactly like a Virgo would. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Well, we'll, had, we'll
3: had a decent nugget of advice there, asking questions. But other than that, yeah. I don't think we answered this very. Asking, well. I'm going to get like into
0: answering it because the, the guys did a horrible job. <laughs>
3: what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> asking you ask questions. As you got a to see this before? Okay? Asking I'm, questions the like good. I got to see it for like two
0: seconds before when I put it on. Okay, Sam. You walk up to a girl, right? You're like, "What's up, baby?" No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But walk up to a girl, just say hi. Uh, what brings you here? Just start talking to her. Uh, and again, like Will said, ask questions. Like, go into this thinking like this is a person that I know nothing about, and I want to leave here knowing uh, as much about this person as possible. Obviously, don't make it creepy. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. be like, "Tell me your childhood traumas or something Where do you like live? that."
3: I'd say, "I like, love you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the way he's asking this question is like how do I get over my problem talking to girls? It's right it, the way, the whole way that you're thinking about this is about your problem talking to girls. Mm-hmm. Don't make it about yourself when you approach girls, make it about them yep. and that'll shift your mentality and yeah. that'll remove some of the nervousness and, uh, Make it easier to, to talk to and have a successful conversation. If you're thinking about yourself, it's much more difficult. To it's the same thing of like public speaking. Like if you're thinking about your, yourself and the way you're being perceived, you're gonna yeah try, uh, trip up. But if you're thinking about the point you're trying to make or or the people that you're trying to influence and making sure that they understand what you're trying to say, then that that is a more effective path. Yeah. Yeah. And here's what These ends up questions.
0: happening. You're like, "Oh, did I ask the right question? Oh, I'm so nervous." And then she's like, "Oh, did I answer that correctly? I'm so nervous." You like you're both thinking about yourselves for the most part. There are girls who are like, ew, he's weird." Or Like whatever, but you don't want to talk to that girl anyways. Uh, but most people are thinking about themselves. Just step outside of yourself for a second and just be like, "What's up, baby?"
1: You can literally ask anything.
0: <laughs> you really and can. And then to
1: start a conversation. Yeah.
0: You really there's this guy, okay, this is
1: Like you could be at like you could be walking down the street and just like that, that sky's pretty blue today, huh? Right. And then you're like, well, and then you joke about it and you're like, well, that was my version of a terrible pickup line. How'd that right. work? And then they are like, oh, that was pretty. B- and then you get into a conversation. And, and it's, it's fine.
3: Sam's writing that-, that down right now. Yeah, right, right. Write <laughs> right this down, Sam. Write
0: that down, <laughs> There's this guy on, on TikTok and I don't know what his name is, but he's just like tested the bounds of just like human communication. He'll walk up to people in a random grocery store. Like I saw a video of him walking up to this couple in a grocery store that was like buying like a coffee pot or something like that and he walked up to them and goes it's not the time for that and the guy just stood there and looked at me he's like what he's like it's not the time for that and he just walks up to random people and says just random phrases and nobody bats an eye nobody bats i know it's weird i know it's weird but it goes to show that like you can literally walk up to anybody and say anything and it's not going to phase them and they will not be thinking about it an hour from from now they really won't
1: right It's like Dennis talking about, like, if you're married and a hot chick walks by. Explain. (laughs) (laughs) In, like, our video, he wants you. You know, like, Uh if, if you're married and you're walking with your wife or something and then a chick in a bikini, like, walks by and you glance as a man... It doesn't mean that you don't love your wife. It just mm-hmm. means that you glance, you know, right. because of the male, like, just how your mind right. works, visual types of people.
3: What does it's it have like to it do with what I'm saying? Well, I'm saying know.
1: it doesn't phase you. That's what I was thinking oh, of. So I was okay. saying, like, it doesn't phase you. It's like you just look for a second and Side, then, like, you yeah. forget about it. Five seconds later, you've forgotten about that woman for the rest of
0: your life. Yeah, people you know? are pretty... You know, people come and go, they walk in and out. You're going to walk into this girl's life and say hi or what's up and have a conversation that might be five minutes or an hour or whatever. And maybe it leads to a date and maybe it doesn't. But if it doesn't lead to a date, guess what? She just goes on about her life. You go on about yours and there'll be another girl around the corner. Probably. So next question. (laughs) I don't know how how well we did for you, Sam, but don't be too nervous. Don't be nervous. Ask questions. Uh, Next one. Dear Will and Amla, how do I deal with toxic, toxic parents who don't respect me or my boundaries? This one's from Kalista Davidson, 1619.
1: 1619.
0: 1619. I think Oh, man. Well, I
1: don't know what your parents are Infiltrating? Yes, yeah, <laughs> seriously. It it does depend on what your parents are doing. I, I right. feel like there's not enough information in this
3: question. There maybe, is it's, not
0: maybe, enough. It's 1-6-19, maybe it's yes. 1 6 19. Maybe it's 1 6 Yeah, but that
1: was 2020. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, close well, enough. Maybe, close maybe enough. they were a year ahead. Or
3: 2021.
1: That was 2021. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. Time wasn't flies. even that long ago. Yeah. Oh,
0: my goodness. <sighs> Ugh. To the
1: most violent insurrection in this country's history. Yeah, you know, right? my gosh, Pamela I still, was still 13 PTSD. <laughs> shoot Anyway, I, I feel like there's not enough information with this. question. <laughs> I really
3: want to know what that joke you didn't finish was. <laughs> anyway, don't worry about
1: ahead. it. I, I I feel like there's not enough information. Yes. Because I, I don't know what bounds they're putting on you.
0: Right. There's plenty of times where I probably would have called my mom or, or dad toxic, and they definitely weren't being toxic That's what in
1: retrospect. Like all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. I'm like,
0: I'm like, how dare you? You're the worst. You're the worst mom ever. I
1: know. And then me and my sister are like texting each other and we're like, I hate mom. She's like, (laughs) I hate mom too. And I'm like, well, my mom's just being like a good parent. You know, but you do that kind of stuff when you're a stupid kid. I'm not saying you're a stupid kid, but.
0: It's rough for those parents out there, man. If your kid's like anywhere from like zero to 15, it's pretty much rough for you. It is rough. Yeah. It's not until you're older that you're like, oh man. I was so mean to my mom. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I was never mean to my mom.
0: Yeah, but you know, in like that way of like you definitely like no, you misread. Could have been yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's so weird. But when I think a lot older. of the
1: time that kids know that their parents were right a lot of the time. But they just like there's such a barrier up because of your parents that you're yeah. like, No, my mom's always wrong and I'm always right. right and right. I'm a smart teenager. Right. And she doesn't get it. Yeah. She, you don't yeah. get me mom.
0: But okay, let's assume the parents are actually toxic and they don't respect her boundaries. Like they want to see, I don't know, every single text message. They take the door off of her room or something like that. They read her diary. Let's assume that that's the type of boundary crossing they're doing. How do you deal with that?
1: Call CPS. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have them arrested.
0: Oh my gosh. Um, hmm, that's a tough one. I've never Honor your father and
1: mother, these are your parents, okay? If they are doing something for you, unless they are abusing you,:
0: But it, it you, could be.:
1: Well, if they're abusing you, then this is a whole different type of conversation. Mm-hmm. She didn't say like, my parents, parents are abusing me.":
0: Yeah, don't respect me or my boundaries. You can emotionally abuse somebody.
1: Of course you can. Yeah, but that's not what this question really entails. No. It doesn't sound like: Let's it.
0: assume that they love you, but in their loving you, they don't respect your boundaries. silence this is a tough one i mean you live under their roof you're constantly you can't like make your own space when your parents are there and they don't respect your boundaries um yeah this is a rough one i would uh, say sit down with your parents and have a conversation and say hey mom and dad uh these are things that i i want to like sort of draw lines in the sand as my boundaries and I I've noticed that you cross them quite a bit I want to know what your reasoning is behind doing that and here's my response to it here's their response to it so like sit down and have a conversation parents don't just cross boundaries and say they don't respect you for no reason uh there there's clearly some thinking and some thought put behind that ask them what their thought is behind that and say okay well when you do that it makes me feel this type of way. Or I believe this should be a safe boundary set in place for me because of this. And if you are concerned about, I don't know, that I'm doing drugs or talking to boys or whatever, I'm I'm not doing that. And... Uh, what if she is talking to boys? But if, oh, but if she is... The devil will... <laughs> say... You know, I will always be open with you in whatever capacity uh, I feel is necessary or you feel is necessary. And you can always just ask me. But you have to be, you know, it's a two-way street here. You have to be transparent uh, with the things that uh, require transparency for them to not, you know, step over those boundaries. Mm
1: -hmm. No, it's good to have transparency.
0: Yep. See, HBO. Uh Or is that Amazon Prime? That's Amazon Prime. Transparent. An actual show about a transparent called Transparent. Yep. Really? Yep. It's all right.
3: You well, thought it was a joke. Will. <laughs> I thought it
1: was. A jo- I thought I was making a joke. No, it's Joke's real. On you. It's Joke's real. On
0: you. Um, yeah. But what was I, I going to that say? Was. That's
1: good advice, Amla. No, Amla, that That's very good yeah. advice
0: right that's the only thing you can do in that sit sense right it's like sit them. and talk to them that's yeah, like, like
3: how can I earn your trust or what is the basis of your lack of trust in me that is causing you to enforce
0: all yeah. yeah, it might be managers.
1: your fault you might have broken their trust and now they are cracking down right
0: mm-hmm. or it might not be at all and your mother is just like like there's a lot of moms who like did bad stuff when they were kids so now they're like oh I need to watch my daughter because I knew the loopholes that I used, and she's not going to use those and like mm-hmm. it's a it's a projection of themselves onto you and if you can get down to the root of that that's important that's my worst nightmare as a parent is to like I have know. a kid that doesn't want to tell me anything
1: i know you're not using snapchat for school projects
0: right right like (laughs) i remember (laughs) i remember those days right (laughs) working late at the old pizza shop yeah right kalista what are you doing yeah just ask her why why do you feel the need to step over these boundaries anyways next question dear will and amla what are your personal stop start and continues for the new year and how do you stay goal oriented from libby my heart
1: um you can start Taylor,
3: <laughs>
0: What, <I don't>, what <laughs> is the stop-start stop, thing? So, okay, something it's you're going like to stop in the new year, something you'll start in the new year, and something you want to continue doing in the new year. I don't do these. I don't do New Year's Yeah, I feel like I need to
3: sit down, do down with a notebook and write all this out. Yeah. I don't have this planned.
1: I actually have some that are planned, but... I'm writing about it and I don't want to talk about it on here.
0: Here's my thing. I think the new year resolution, stop, start, continue thing is uh, is a barrier that people set up for themselves. Why do you have to wait to the new year to do what you want to do right now? And my, my grandfather always says, why do tomorrow what you can do today? Uh, and what is
1: today, but yesterday's tomorrow.
0: There you go. There you go. So why wait? Why go on January 1st, just because this is some preconceived metric that we've Got set up of three hundred and sixty five days. On January first, I'm going to start doing things that are better for my life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop this, start this, and continue this. Do it now. Yeah. Do it tomorrow. Jocko Willink would say, "Do it now." Yeah, yeah. I'm going to
1: start on January sixth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's, That's when the real change happens. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, start, to stop, and continue.
0: But how yeah. do you say goal oriented? Do you have an answer for that?
1: You just do it. There's no you just secret. do it. There's no secret. You just do it. If you have something that you want, if you want it badly enough, you will put the time aside to do it and to make it a reality. If you don't want it that bad, well, then you're not going to do it. You either want it or you don't.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is that is true. Um, I'm trying to think of like... And you have to think about okay always give yourself encouragement think about who you could be if you continue doing this thing think about who you uh who you won't be if you stop doing it like you know if you're on a new workout or you're eating healthier just think about i could be a better person and i am a better person in doing this in this moment and think about that every time you make a choice like there is a good Uh, or there's a net good and there's a net bad. Let me go towards the net good. Let's go for it. Let's do it. And that will keep you goal oriented. I think surrounding yourself with people who are positive and who are also doing good things for their life and staying goal oriented is really good. Um, Having a friend that pushes you that is really close in your life is going to always be good. Uh, A good thing to do with your start stop continues if you choose to do that for the new year is find a friend who's going to do it with you and you both write it down and you say like these are my this is my list of things this is your list of things let's keep each other accountable let's check in with each other to see how we're doing on these things Uh, and put in negative reinforcement if you don't do it
1: you have free will. The fact that you have free will means that you get to make all of those types of decisions. Obviously, things happen and they make life harder and all that. But at the end of the day, you have the free will. You get to decide how you act to certain things, how you treat different situations. And if you want something, you will do it. If you don't do it, that probably means you didn't want it enough. And it's probably your fault. Okay. If you want to get healthy, I am sure there are people in the comments will be like, well, I have this and I can't get healthy because it's like, sure, maybe that stuff's true. But- if you want it bad enough, you can do it. Okay. Yep. It, whatever it is in your life. If you want to stop watching Netflix and put a lot more time into reading, you can do that. You know, there's nothing stopping you from doing those types of things. You just have to stop looking for some magic solution and say, I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. I'd lo- I'm not, you know, obviously Nike just sucks, but it. I, I have to agree with Nike when they say, just do it. It is a great mm-hmm. slogan, you know, as long as people understand the context of it, yep. it because that's just what you have to do.
0: Just throw a brick at that target and blow <laughs> it.
1: Not what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Just <laughs> give China all your money.
1: That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I,
0: know. <laughs> I know that's what you're saying. That's just what Nike's saying. Yeah. Just use that saying. slave labor. Yeah. Just yeah. use that slave labor. It's right there. Just do, do it. it.
1: <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I
0: understand. <laughs> just jokes, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, just do it, guys. Just do it. Anyways, that is, dear Will and Amala, that is our uh, final segment for this most fantastic monday thank you guys so much for watching it is christmas week guys we're gonna have some Christmassy episodes uh ho, ho, ho. hopefully Ho, ho ho hopefully. Ho ho hopefully. <laughs> so we hope you guys are having a fantastic holiday. Hopefully you're with your families and surrounded by people that you love and you're excited about Christmas Eve and Christmas coming up on Saturday. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live, 2 30 Pacific, 5 30 Eastern. And listen to us on Google Podcast or Google Play, Spotify apple podcasts and yeah leave a comment down below what are your plans for this holiday season what are you doing on christmas day and we will see you guys tomorrow 2 30 5 30 eastern god bless bye guys